All right, hey everyone, welcome into another episode of the Spoiler Alert Podcast. We're 16 episodes in now, That that's pretty long. You know, that's four months of episodes if we're doing one a week, so getting into a groove. I think we got it figured out a bit now. Hell yeah. So uh, this week, we, it's not much to review in terms of new newer films that have come out. Last week, there wasn't really much there, uh, but this week... Let's just jump into uh, what is coming out this week. Then we'll hit some movie news. And then Ty saw Sisu finally, the movie we've both been anticipating, uh, finally became streamable. So we watched that. And then I saw Air, about the Air Jordan. So we'll both do a little segment there, trying to convince or not each other to see or not see these films. Finally, because Fast X is coming out, it prompted the question, what other franchises probably should have stopped way earlier than they did? Uh, some of them still going on. <laughs> now, <laughs> of course, that means let's talk about the upcoming movies this week. Highlight somehow is Fast X. Um, <laughs> decent reviews so far from what I'm seeing. It's everyone's saying it's better than Fast 9, which I didn't see. Um, but sitting at a 6.3 on IMDb, 58 on Metacritic. Uh Ty, what do you got on Rotten Tomatoes for it? Let's see, fifty-six percent. So it's actually rotten. <laughs> it's actually, okay. That, that makes but sense. But eighty-eight percent audience score though. So I mean, uh, I kind of I about figured that. Apparently, Jason Momoa is really good in it though. So we have that going uh, for it. They, is they're, he? they're saying he's like a Joker-like performance. And I'm like, really? Oh jeez. Oh jeez. So wait, wait, which Joker? Right? Because if we're talking uh, fuckface, why can't I? Re- Jared Leto. Then uh, I don't really want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think Ledger. From what I've seen, they're comparing it to a good Joker rendition. That's high That's praise. Good. Yeah, I, I we know what this movie's gonna be like. It's gonna yeah. be fucking family. It's gonna be living life a quarter mile <laughs> at a time. And honestly, I'm here for it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited yeah. for a blockbuster. You know, it's one of those movies you throw on just for the action. Yeah. Uh, is Jason? Is this his first one, or was he in previous ones? I think this is his first Fast and Furious movie. Wow. Yeah, because they brought Cena in for nine as like Dom's brother or whatever. And then they just keep bringing in the biggest, hottest action star at the time. Yeah. Who's the biggest and buffest? Bring yeah. him in. Uh, so this one follows Dom, Vin Diesel, and uh, him and his family, which is apparently everyone, everyone's his family. They're targeted by the vengeful son of drug kingpin uh, Hernan Reyes, which I'm assuming is someone they killed previously. Turn and raise. I have no idea. But uh, Jason Momoa, I'm assuming, is his son. He's the main bad guy. That it has to be. Yeah, his name's Dante. Dante, sick. Just Dante. <laughs> that's it. Dante. Everybody's just got one name, and I'm looking at like everybody I, yeah. besides Dom Toretto. Everybody's just got a first name: Shaw, Letty, Mia, Roman, Tej, Cipher, Ramsey, Jacob, Han, <laughs> <laughs> Little Brian. Yeah, little nobody. <laughs> little nobody, yeah. Little but, Brian, uh, oh my gosh. Oh, so they're bringing his kids in and stuff? That's crazy. Is that Clint's son? I think it's going to be like Paul Walker's son. No, no, sorry. I mean Scott Eastwood. Oh, I'm not sure. He co-starred. Uh, yeah, oh, that's his. Wow, that is Clint Eastwood's grandson. Holy shit. 
That's where he's at now. Oh wait, I guess it makes sense. He's wait, like man, no, he's not. No, it's not. His dad is Clint Eastwood. I didn't know his Clint Eastwood's dad was Clinton Eastwood. So they're just all they're all Clint's. Clint, family full of Clint's. What a name. Clint. Uh, either way, that's the big movie coming out this week. That's really likely the only one uh, that you can probably see in theaters. Some other interesting ones coming out. I haven't heard of a single one of these until I did my research for this episode. Um, but the other film coming out is called Master Gardener. Uh, a meticulous horticulturist who is devoted to tending the grounds of a beautiful estate and pandering to his employer, the w- wealthy dowager. I don't know what the hell that word means. Let's, uh, let's do a little Google search here. <laughs> I didn't um, get a definition here. A widow with a title or property derived from her late husband. Okay. Huh. Sounds cool. <laughs> um, but this is Phil, uh, starring Joel Edgerton, Sigourney Weaver, and uh, Paul Schrader is the writer and director. And if you don't know who Paul Schrader is, he's actually got some good things under his belt. He was the writer for Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro. Oh, wow. Uh, Bringing Out the Dead, which was an interesting one, which makes sense because it's a Nicolas Cage movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote the screenplay for Raging Bull, also with De Niro. Hell yeah. Um, he wrote the old American Gigolo film, which is now a series with John Bernthal. Oh, yeah. Um, he hasn't done a ton of directing, mostly screenplay writing. Um, but he is writing and directing this one. It, I don't know. It seems okay. Uh, I think when I first looked it up for the ratings... Um, I think it was sitting around a 6.3. Let me see if that has changed at all. Gardener. Master Gardener. It is. Yep, still at 6.3. Um, that's apparently going to be in some theaters. It doesn't. Yeah, it's not going to be a wide release. Okay. Um, but that is coming out. Another one here is called Come Out Fighting. Uh, set during World War II in this military adventure thriller, a small and specialized squad of the U.S. Army uh, soldiers and African-American soldiers are sent on an unofficial rescue mission behind enemy lines to locate their missing commanding officer. The squad, upon battling their way through German defenses, encounter more than they bargained for when they locate a downed U.S. Army fighter pilot. With the help of their friends in the 761st Tank Battalion helm, the squad must fend a way to survive and make it back in one piece with American peace. Uh, this is with Dolph Lundgren and Tyrese Gibson, wow. who, of course, oh. is in Fast X. That is the most random combo I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> also written and directed by Stephen Luke, who has only made absolute dog shit in the past. I tried looking nice. up uh, previous films. He has nothing over a four and a half rating. That's great. That sounds so, great. Uh, yeah. I probably don't recommend seeing that one ever uh, <laughs> just on the sound of it, but you got some big boys in there with Dolph Lundgren and Tyrese Gibson. You know, maybe it's just another wild action flick. Yeah, that's probably what they're going for there. Throw a bag of money to those two. Yeah. 
action movie. It'll be on TNT on cable <laughs> in, in three the, months. The only time people watch TNT outside of March Madness. Yeah, is whenever there's a nice action movie from the past three years on it. Next one here, it's quieter in the twilight. This is a documentary that actually sounds pretty interesting. So in an unremarkable office office space, a select group of aging engineers find themselves at the leading edge of discovery, but they're fighting outdated technology and time. Voyager's flight team pursues humankind's greatest exploration. So essentially, uh, these are all old scientists and engineers. And while they are kind of leading uh, the charge at at this type of discovery, a lot of their co-workers have either moved on due to being old and dying or they're retiring. So they're still kind of hanging on here. Uh, just interesting to see them still going, you know, versus what they they started with. And, you know, the type of technologies they're, they're handling now, it, it might be pretty interesting to see uh, their thoughts on how everything is going uh, in the current year. Oh, hell yeah. This is my shit. I love all of this stuff. I love space exploration, space aliens, everything about it. So if I can find this somewhere streaming or something, I would probably throw it on. Yeah, let's see if it's streaming anywhere. It doesn't really say there's nothing here. It just says coming soon. Releases uh-huh. May 19th. Nice. Um, See if it says. Nope, doesn't say it's coming out anywhere, but it was premiered at South by Southwest last year. Yeah, I did see that. I saw it was a selection of it, so that's cool. So that that seems pretty interesting. That's something to throw on at night and just enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Just ponder about the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else we got here? Uh, a film called On Our Way, a troubled young filmmaker battles a dark voice inside his head. Can a mysterious muse illuminate his way out? And this is, again, out of nowhere. There's a decent amount of people in it. Uh, you recognize the faces, likely, and you see it. But um, starting from the top, Jor- Jordana Brewster, uh, who is Mia from Fast and the Furious. Oh, wow. I never knew every- her name. Everyone from the Fast and the Furious movies are having uh, other films released. That happens a lot. <laughs> it's kind of thrown together. And weird enough, this says it was made in 2021. So I don't know if it got put on hold because uh, huh. of COVID or something, but it is now finally releasing May 19th. I wonder why. A lot of stuff seems to like yeah. it'll come out years ago, but finally... It, it, it like premieres years ago, but finally comes to theaters or yeah, means years after for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know how that works. <laughs> it yeah. feels like you know maybe it doesn't time right with other things going on, mm-hmm. but yeah, I have no idea. I don't know the business side of things. I'm just here to tell you if shit's bad or good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Franco Nero, who is actually in quite a bit as well, he is an older Italian actor. Most likely you'd recognize him as Julius from John Wick. Oh, okay. But he has played quite a few other roles. He was Amerigo in Django Unchained, Esperanza from Die Hard 2. Uh, He was the Pope in The Pope's Exorcist, which I don't recommend. Uh, (laughs) And Uncle Topolino in Cars 2. That's that's where I knew it from. I knew it. Exactly. Frank Nero is... Biggest uh, star-studded collection with Owen Wilson. 
and the cable guy. <laughs> uh, who else is in this? James Badge Dale, which is for some reason difficult to say, but he is Berrigan <laughs> from The Departed, Daven from Iron Man 3, Tyrone Woods in 13 Hours, Captain Speak in World War Z, Chase Edmonds from 24. He had quite a few episodes in that. Never saw okay. 24. Me either. Um, but he, where he got his start is as Simon in the Lord of the Flies movie. Oh, wow. So when he was a child, he was a child actor there. And, you know, his buddy Piggy got murdered <laughs> by a massive boulder. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Paul Ben Victor, which was weird. Like, I see his face. I'm like, dude, I know who you are. I feel like you're in everything. And then when I, like, run through his... um his filmography there's very few things that he's actually in that i've seen which is so confusing yeah you see his face you recognize him he was jake gottib in the irishman spiros from the wire but yeah he's always kind of a background character and he is always playing a bad guy that makes sense yeah he definitely has that look about him uh and then this is written and directed by sophie lane curtis another uh, a new first timer for this type of things, which can always be kind of rough, but she has a decent cast to start it off here. And um, I don't know if I'll be running to watch this one, but it, you know, it's on my list. Eventually we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It sounds interesting enough. And speaking of interesting, anything interesting in the movie world, as far as news, pretty much no, but we're going <laughs> to give it a shot anyway. So we have, uh, Dave Batista set for a Lionsgate action comedy thriller called The Killer's Game. This sounds really cool, actually. So it's based on this guy's name is wild. Jay Bonan Singer's <laughs> same name novel, The Killer's Game. And it follows a veteran assassin named Joe Flood, that's going to be Batista, who is diagnosed with a life-threatening illness and authorizes a kill on himself to avoid the pain that is destined to follow. After ordering the kill, he finds out that he was misdiagnosed and must then fend off the army of former colleagues trying to kill him. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Jeez. That's like John Wick, but like if it was just funnier and it was Batista. Yeah. Okay, it is a comedy. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, sounds, no. <laughs> sounds absolutely hilarious, but the that's guy true. directing it recently made his feature directorial debut with Day Shift of that Netflix action comedy starring Jamie Foxx, Snoop Dogg, and Dave Franco. Uh, I didn't see that one yet, though. I think it's about vampires. Oh, yes, I know what you mean. I have also not seen it. Apparently not terrible, so it might be watchable. It's probably going to have the same similar vibe to that, I'd have to imagine. So, you know, we just you you compared it to John Wick and we talked about in John Wick how like the stunt coordinators are incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks like this guy started as a stunt guy. He did stunts for John Wick Chapter 2. He did stunts for warrior which you still need to see mm-hmm. he, he did stunts for the rundown with the rock and uh sean william scott and stunts for some of the fast movies um, a lot of the stunt guys are starting to like shift to directorial because i'm pretty sure that the guy who directed the extraction movies is also used to be a stunt guy gotcha. yeah yeah here we go so his name is uh sam hargrave he was a he's got 81 stunt credits but he's only got nine director's credits now but Okay. We do have Extraction 2 coming out soon, which I've still never seen the first one, but apparently it's not bad either. For yeah, Netflix first movie. one's not terrible. I'll watch Chris Hemsworth and a lot of things. Yeah, me too, except for that one Ghostbusters. Fuck that thing. Oh, I forgot he was in that. I'm, yeah, I wish he, he didn't. Just, 
Remind played a hot me. hot secretary. Fair enough, you know. Or whatever. He, he does what he needs to. <laughs> <laughs> Not too much more here, but we're gonna get through it anyway. So just Avatar: The Way of Water is gonna be on Disney Plus and HBO Max. I refuse to just call it Max. Uh, June seventh. So anybody <laughs> that still hasn't seen that yet, that'll be next month. It's a Disney movie. Uh yeah, because I think like under the whole umbrella of. It falls under that umbrella somewhere. Even because even whenever I went to Disney World like 10, 13 years ago or whatever, they had like the the Avatar ride that was really cool. Gotcha. So then we have Al Pacino, Viggo Mortensen, John Travolta, okay. Shia LaBeouf, Rebecca Pigeon. Don't know her. Okay. Uh, Courtney and Courtney Love randomly uh, for David Mamet's JFK thriller Assassination. You know, it so, makes sense Courtney Love is in an assassination movie because she killed Kurt Cobain. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> assassination is going to retell the fateful murder of John F. Kennedy from the mob's point of view, reimagining his death as a hit ordered by Chicago mob kingpin Sam Giancana as payback for JFK's attempt to undermine the mob after they helped him get elected. Uh, that thread that thread formed a big part of Oliver Stone's JFK. I don't know what the hell that mean, that means. It was in my notes. I don't know what that part meant, but <laughs> this it's sounds there. You gotta read awesome it. though. This exactly teleprompter, just like Ron Burgundy. If it's there, I'm gonna read it. <laughs> but this sounds interesting enough, and it's got a wild cast. I wonder okay. who's gonna play JFK. Uh that's a great question. Out of those you've read, I wonder if it's gonna be Vigo. Is it, yeah, is it going to be big? I feel like he's a lot older than what JFK was at the time. But yeah, there's Travolta, Pacino. They're way they don't look like him enough. Shia LaBeouf's too young. Oh, is it going to be Shia? It could be Shia or Vigo. If we we should we should put money on it and see who's going to okay. who's going to play JFK. My Definitely money's on that, Vigo. That feels right. Yeah, um, Pacino is face. definitely going to be the mob guy. Like, oh, that's 100%. a lock. John Travolta has also played mob guys, however. That's true. Um, I think both of them played Gotti, no? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, uh, Travolta was Gotti and Gotti. Uh, <laughs> no, he was Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, but he was in the movie. He's on the poster for the movie Gotti, so you, everybody would just lead to be, believe yeah. that he was Gotti. Who was Gotti? Jimmy Hoffa, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess if you pick Vigo, I got to go Shia. Vigo's just got that look to him, man. I just clicked on yeah. his IMDb, and I could just... He's got the look. He's how old? But this, is gonna, this could be super interesting, I think. I, I love the whole JFK thing. It's still so mysterious, even all these years later. Nobody still knows what the fuck happened. Yeah. Kind of. Well, my money's kind of on uh, the CIA, but I yeah. like conspiracies, so... <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. We're here for that. We're here for that How shit. How old? Okay, Vigo is 55? 65. Wait, math. 58. Oh, okay. 1958 is when he was born. He is 65. Wow. Which is I'm way old. JFK was like 40. Yeah. It, it might be shy then, just based on the numbers. Jeez. Okay. That's just wild. <laughs> I can't believe he's 64. And some of these yeah, newer pictures, right? though, he does look he does look pretty old, but yeah, that's fair. I the the his IMDB picture looks like from 
the Lord of the Ring today. So. I was going to say, yeah, for sure. That's definitely Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> and then just the last bit of news here. Uh, Loki season two is going to be starting October 6th. And then every episode of Echo, which I still have no idea what the hell that even is, is going to be available on Disney Plus on November 9th, 29th. So Loki season two okay. is going to be pretty sweet. Uh, it's still going to have Jonathan Majors in it as Kang. So still kind of waiting to see if they're going to recast him or what's going to happen there with that. But yeah. uh, until I, that, he's still Kang. And he's going to be in this as Kang. So I'm assuming they already had it recorded. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was already in the can. But um, in, the Kang. in the Kang, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the first season of Loki was awesome, though. So hopefully this will be good. The teaser for Killers of the Flower Moon dropped. Oh yeah, I still didn't see. I didn't watch it yet though, but I'll I'll do that after we're done. And I'm I'm, exci- I, I'm excited for that. I you know I am too, but now fucking I'm. I think you told me this already, and I forgot. But Jesse Plemons is in it, so that drags it down for me. <laughs> the Plem dogs. I'm sure he'll be fine, but I'm sick of seeing his face. I like him. I don't hate him. <laughs> I it, it I think what it is for me is twofold. One, he was in the Friday Night Lights TV show and he was just like, you know, side character, nerdy dude who ends up joining the football team. I think he eventually has a start or some shit, mm-hmm. but he just had this no emotion, same face all the time, but that's kind of who he is. And he's mm-hmm. played into that and it's worked out for him. Kind of the same deal in breaking bad. I think he just did such a good job in breaking bad that I hated him. Like you're supposed yeah. to, yeah, yeah, but for he, sure. he might've just played it up too well that now I just hate him as a person. He's been in so much stuff he's lately. He's in everything. Uh, he, he's, I've been watching that Love and Death, and that's cool. That's a cool show. Um, okay. But he's like a fat ass in that. He's lost so much weight since then. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, his face was, like, huge and square, and he was, like, tubby almost. But now he's, like, lost a whole bunch of weight and stuff. So good well, for the good. dog. He, he should have done that for El Camino, because when they put him back in El Camino, who's a fat fuck in that? Oh, and yeah, that's right. The it's the same timeline, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, how'd you gain and lose like 40 pounds in this timeline? <laughs> <laughs> but Too much meth or whatever. Not enough always, meth, baby. I always thought meth made you skinnier, but maybe yeah. you're just doing it wrong. Just Must be. All those yes, calories. Eating the meth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Any, any other news there? I think that's it. Even though we're recording a couple days later than usual, there still was the least amount of news possible for some reason. <laughs> they're wait. They're waiting for. Uh, they're giving all the attention to Fast X. Yeah, there is. There has been some stuff coming out of like the Cannes Film Festival and all that stuff, but I can't believe that's still going on. I thought we we definitely already talked about that. But yeah, crazy. A lot happening. All right, then let's jump into our convince me to see or not. Um, I'll kick it off here, Ty, since you just right. talked. I don't. You can catch your breath again. All right. Um, so I'll, I'll kick it off here with Air, uh, the story of how the Air Jordan shoe came to be. Um, am I trying to convince you to see it or not? Not really. And not because it's a bad film by any means. It was okay. I gave it a 7 out of 10. 
uh, but more so because it's not a film I don't think a lot of people would be rushing to go see. Uh, the acting, very well done. Uh, Matt Damon is great. Maybe even better was Jason Bateman. He was I love Jason Bateman. Very good in that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Viola Davis. I mean, she's she always kills it, but uh, she... I didn't know, and you know, maybe some of it's exaggerated, mm-hmm. but I didn't know just how much of a role Michael Jordan's mom played in kind of like these negotiations and everything, uh-huh. which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, she she's a badass woman. She seems uh, like the perfect candidate for that for that role. Yeah, she she was fantastic. Uh, and maybe what I like most of it, not a ton of Ben Affleck. Nice, which was fantastic. I mean, he was in it, and he was the worst part of it. Also, that I haircut think, he's gotten this looks goofy as hell. Well, uh, yeah, Phil Knight was a douchebag as well. You know, they they talk about, oh, he he donates all this money, and we're like, yeah, sick. You know why he does that? To make you forget that he's having children sew together his shoes. Exactly. So yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Phil Knight. I'm not a f- fan of Ben Affleck. You put them as one person, and I, I get, get away, get away from me. The one picture on IMDb is just Ben Affleck sitting at the desk with his bare feet out. It's gross. That's a real thing that Phil Knight did. Put those dogs away, bro. Yeah, he's like, I'm a runner. We make running cues. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then that's why they're so attached with Oregon, uh, because that's where he went to school. Uh, okay. Fun fact. Uh, either way, you know, I'm not going to really try to. Even though that's the name of the segment, I'm not really going to convince anyone to go see this movie. It's interesting enough. It's a highly boring subject. And honestly, what it reminded me of was Tetris. Yeah, uh, okay. I knew I got some kind of vibe from this. And that, that's what I was thinking, too. Something that's, like, not very interesting being turned into a movie. Yeah. It, it's like, this would be a better documentary. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, you know, Last Dance was. Last Dance is still one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Hell yeah. And I don't even like basketball. I didn't know really much about Michael Jordan other than people consider him the greatest athlete of all time. And uh, documentary is fantastic. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's the best. Uh, But, yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, Matt Damon essentially plays uh, the same character of, like, the main salesman. Uh, mm-hmm. Similar to Tetris, where he's going around trying to get uh, instead of a Tetris game bought, he's trying to sign Michael Jordan to Nike and mm-hmm. Nike at the time. No one gave a shit about Nike because they were a running shoe almost exclusively. Their mm-hmm. basketball division sucked. No big players were wearing Nikes. Everyone was wearing Adidas. And uh, it was almost guaranteed that. Michael was going to sign with Adidas and essentially uh, Matt Damon's character meets his mom. The dad was there, but <laughs> that's kind of funny. I, I'm, I, I've heard a lot of things about Michael Jordan's dad, that he was just a uh, super nice guy and everything. And then mm-hmm. sadly was killed. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I, the like conspiracy rumors that Jordan had like gambling debts or whatever. So they killed yeah. his fucking dad. That's crazy. Yeah. That was some wild things. That is nuts. <laughs> that is absolutely nuts. Uh, but essentially, he convinces the mom. He tells the mom, he says, hey, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen to you when you go meet with Adidas and when you go meet with Converse. If that happens, please give me a meeting. And exactly what he said happened. So they gave him a meeting. And I mean, it's 
also difficult with movies where you know the ending. You know the Air Jordan is a Nike shoe. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know what's going to happen. So again, this is a movie that would likely be a better documentary. Um, acting was pretty well done. I'm glad it wasn't much longer. It was an hour 51, and that was kind of pushing it for a little bit. I was going to say, yeah, that almost seems pushing it. Yeah, some also some good, uh, I don't want to call them background performances, but smaller roles in the film. Chris Tucker, he was great uh, as his character. He's just being Chris Tucker. Uh, (laughs) But he plays Howard White, who was apparently a basketball star until he blew out his knee. And then he ended up uh, going to Nike to help them with like their basketball division. Um, oh, okay. And then Marlon Wayans, who's only in it for like maybe five, ten minutes. Uh, but he plays George Raffling, who I guess was an Olympic basketball player. And he also helped um, convince Michael to go over to Nike. And again, it feels like I'm giving spoilers. I'm really not. Because mm-hmm. this is all. It's just, yeah, there's nothing knowledge. to spoil. Everybody yeah. knows what the, what the Nike what the Air Jordan is. Yeah, but overall, you know, I, I'm not really trying to convince anyone to see this film. If you're interested in the subject and want something to, th- something to throw on, go mm-hmm. for it. It's on Amazon now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've I only heard good things about the movie, but it's, yeah. it's just something about, I don't feel like going to see a movie about Jordans for two hours. You know, it's yeah. tough to want to do that. And funny enough, it's a, uh, I compared it to Tetris, and it is almost exactly the same. Just replace Tetris with uh, Air Jordan shoe. Um, yeah. But the uh, Tetris, funny enough, has a lower rating than this does, and I disagree with that. I would rather watch Tetris. Speaking of rating, we need to make a doc. We need to like make an Excel doc shareable that we can both keep updating our scores. Because whenever I, I, I did s- that, oh, I need to. Get, am I on it? Am I in it? Yeah. Oh, I'm just a dumbass. Then. Um, but <laughs> I, I Here, keep changing I'll, I'll link it in our sheet. <laughs> okay, perfect. Because I keep yeah. changing my scores for movies, and I'm like, I need to keep, I need to keep updating this online somewhere. Yeah. Here. Um, so speaking of ratings, well, how would you rate Air then? Air, I gave it a seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah, it's just like a decent movie. And I saw I think, it. Yeah. I think I talked about it last time. I'm like, I usually start at a seven. You need mm-hmm. to either piss me off or disappoint me for it to go lower or uh-huh. really impress me to have it go up. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm about the same. Okay, so I'm going to convince you to see this, obviously, because it's something that it's straight. It's right up our alley. Hell yeah. So like I was saying, finally able to watch this one. And I told you the second I saw the trailer, whenever I was in the theater for Operation Fortune, I think it was, I was excited for this one. I was like, dude, look at the trailer for this movie. It looks awesome. So let's get into it here. Uh, the basic synopsis is when an ex-soldier who discovers gold in the Lapland wilderness tries to take the loot into the city, Nazi soldiers led by a brutal SS officer battle him. And that's pretty much the entire movie. So I wasn't sure what Sisu was or if it was the guy's name, but after a quick Google, it's a Finnish concept. So it roughly gets translated into English as strength of will, determination, or perseverance, and acting rationally in the face of adversity. So that's pretty much also like that's definitely the theme of the movie for sure. Uh, it feels like a Western movie set during World War II, which is awesome. I'm such a huge fan of Westerns and I love World War II history. So I was pretty much hooked right from the start. It looks great. Cinematography is awesome. Um, it's like Tarantino like and it's over the top violence. And it's also broken down into chapters, which anytime anything's broken down into chapters, I'm just automatically like, oh, 
Tarantino. Um, to me, it kind of feels like John Wick meeting Inglorious Bastards and then meeting Mad Max and then also meeting Mission Impossible. It's a pretty insane mashup, honestly. <laughs> um, but all in all, it's a really good action and war movie with some like really unique kills and scenes that I've never seen anything before. Um, Over-the-top violence, and it's a really quick watch. It's only about an hour and a half. I wanted to give this like a nine or higher going into it because I was so excited for it. But at some points, it really did get too hard to suspend my disbelief. And I almost was like rolling my eyes at points and just saying like, okay, really? But then um, a, f- a few changes to this movie, and I think it would have been easily like a nine or higher. But I still really enjoyed it. And I think anytime you're just killing the hell out of some Nazis in a movie, it's going to be good by me. I landed at an eight out of ten. Okay. Definitely uh, check it out. I think you should watch it for sure. Yeah, I, I believe I, I probably plan to in, mm-hmm. in place of Fast X. I'll probably see this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so we know it's a Finnish movie. Is it subtitled? Is it in English? So I watched it in English. I, I don't know if it was supposed to be subtitled or not. Um, where I watched it didn't really have an option for gotcha. anything else. But that's another thing. So they're they're fucking SS soldiers speaking perfect English to each other. They had like European accents, but they were just talking English. So that always kind of throws it off a little bit. That's like whenever you're watching the dubbed over version of All Quiet on the Western Front, I had to change it and put it to the the German version. I can't do it. Yeah, it's just it doesn't feel right. So that that felt a little bit off, too. But um, yeah, so it's in English. Gotcha. Cool. And too long, too short. It was it was perfect. It was like that hour and a half. It went perfectly quick. Nice. And it's all pretty much set right there in the same location, running from wherever to wherever, battling these Nazis and stuff. So yep. it, it was cool. It kept it kept my attention well. And, you know, you said there's a lot of violence, a lot of action. But then mm-hmm. you also said uh, Tarantino. So does that mean it's more of a slow burn or is it all like hitting you in the face right from the start? It's more it's more in your face for sure. Okay. Um, I was thinking Tarantino like in just that. Like the 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 vi- like the blood, sure. like the, the fucking violence. But yeah, yeah, awesome. Any is there anyone in this movie like that we would recognize, or is it kind of uh, new faces? That's what I was gonna say. Absolutely nobody in this at all that we would recognize. The one guy that plays the lead uh, SS soldier, he's been in. I thought he looked a little bit familiar. He was in the Cloverfield Paradox on Netflix, mm. and then. Uh, the Martian with speaking of Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Yeah, Damon. So random, but yeah, absolutely. The main guy, I, they they say his name in the movie. I don't even know how to say it. It's like it's like I, I'd have to look it back up. Some Finnish shit. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to Finrin, you know, <laughs> it's just South Park. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent gonna watch this. This this was one that we looked at. Uh, I think even before we saw the, tra- the trailer, like that sounds pretty interesting, uh-huh. and I'm I'm glad it's finally streamable now. Uh, gonna give it a go, and this is kind of one of those things where we talked about a few episodes ago. We're like, okay, what movie can come out that kind of climb up the rankings? And mm-hmm. and I think this was after we saw John Wick, and yeah. you know the obvious ones, Guardians, which did uh the mission impossible films and we're like there's probably going to be some random ass film that's going to get some high praise from us and this might be the one well it already did from you yeah 
Uh, yeah. Honestly, I thought it was going to get even higher praise than it did. I liked it a lot, but it just yeah. like it could have been better. Gotcha. But I don't. I think even if it was at its best, I still don't think it would have been on par with John Wick. Fair. Or Guardians. All right, Taya. How about let's pause here real quick. You can update your your ratings on the sheet. Yeah. And then uh, let's run through who's currently sitting at the top. Okay. Okay. All right, Ty, you got our ratings updated here. So let's quickly go through our top. Well, it's technically should be only the top five that's highlighted, but we got a lot of similar scores here so far. So there's a lot of films tied for four. So let, let's run through those first, just because um, it, it, it builds suspense for what we have at the top, even though we've yeah. already talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tied for fourth place, we have air, which I just talked about, which we should probably decide how we want to handle films that both of us haven't seen. Yeah. Um, you know, cause it doesn't make sense to put a zero rating here because that will cut the score in half essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we'll figure that one out. But air, if, yeah, what if we could do like a half a score or something like that and just go lower? I don't know. I don't know what yeah. would be a good starting point. Just the, so that there's not a tie. Because the problem is if, you know, let's we put it. Oh, God, that broke everything. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> the problem <laughs> is if we put like a zero for air and I have a seven, that will make the score a three and a half. Yeah. And then that'll make it worse than Murder Mystery 2, which is not the case. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll figure that one out. Maybe they'll we'll just exclude them or maybe, you know, come the end of the year, we just both do our individual top fives. Yeah. Yeah. I guess work. we kind of did that for the first episode. So. But, but we'll at least we'll have new at least we'll have new movies for it. That's right. <laughs> I, I also think it won't be that much of a problem as the year goes on, because I I'm going to assume there's going to be some movies that jump ahead here. Yeah, surely. So tied for fourth place, technically, is Air, the Super Mario Brothers movie, Champions, which is another one only I have seen and rated, Tetris, and Infinity Pool. So for a while there, Infinity Pool was sitting at the top of the list. It is now sunk down three places the fourth. I think it'll hold that four spot once everything else moves. Yeah. Once we get those other scores in there. I still just love that movie. I just haven't watched it again since, but it's in my Amazon just waiting to be watched. Maybe I'll watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Give it another go. (laughs) Uh, In third place, the movie you just talked about, Ty and Sisu. Uh, I have not seen it yet, but this is one I will see. So I'll have my rating in there eventually, but currently sitting in third place. I think it'll probably stay at about third too once you rate. I think I, if I had to guess, you'd probably mm-hmm. I'm probably I'd probably peg you for a six, seven, or eight on it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So well, let's just uh, game theory that a little bit. Let's see where that's not what game theory is. Uh, <laughs> let, let me just see what happens if I put in those rankings. So if I had a six, that yeah, that puts it at a uh, still third. Okay. Um, if I put it as a seven, still third, eight, still third, nine, nine would bump it over John Wick. Wow. So we will see what happens there. Currently, I got nothing, so it's sitting there in third place. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Wick four in second place, just half a point higher than Sisu. And then Guardians of the Galaxy three, as we discussed last week, sitting as king 
at top, we both have it rated a nine. Yeah, that's. I'm glad that it's so close to John Wick because they they're both so good. It's like it doesn't feel right to like have one be worse than the other because they're both great. Yeah, but it's just that that slight deviation that made Guardians a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, you have a nine for both Guardians and John Wick. I had a nine for Guardians and an eight for John Wick. Mm-hmm. And that kind of came when, you know, I didn't move my John Wick score, but I mm-hmm. like, man, I definitely like Guardians better. That's what yeah. pushed me to a nine. That's why I always, I do have like the decimals whenever I do to my phone, just to like remember which one I do like a little bit better. But um, it's funny enough, my, my friend texted me that uh, her and her boyfriend finally like watched guardians i think they hated it because they, they're like animal lovers and they're oh just God. like it was like softer animals i was like take it easy okay it's still a good movie <laughs> it it absolutely wasn't but you know <laughs> yeah jeez come on yeah yeah um that's a shame and and that's what <laughs> you see a lot of is the ratings are it's just all people complaining about like the animal cruelty it's like they're fucking fake characters yeah calm the fuck down yeah so Erica, if you're listening to this, I'm calling you out. Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, bunch of pussies. <laughs> Fuckers. Um, yeah. So it's just unfair to rate a movie because uh, th- th- that's a whole thing we can get into. You know, like yeah. if I see something disturbing, what I uh, spoiler here for um Oh shit, Ty, did you see Dear Zachary? No. What I is, told what you, is Dear Zachary? Oh, wait, I told you yeah. to watch that. Wait, I think I might have actually. The or documentary? I didn't, I didn't finish, yeah, yeah. I either did okay. or didn't finish it. Okay. Because okay. I know I've been telling you for years to watch it. I was going to say, yeah, I've definitely, yeah, I so. definitely have. I just can't, I can't remember because I did watch it like <laughs> randomly, like one night. Yeah. So, um, spoiler for that. Uh, so jump ahead, you know, a, a minute or something uh, while I talk about this. But Dear Zachary was a documentary about a uh, friend who was making a documentary about this his best friend who had a kid and then was murdered. Mm-hmm. You go throughout the documentary and you find out the woman who murdered the father also murdered the son at the very Crazy. end. And I'm like, fuck like i i i threw i was watching on my phone threw my phone down just like tears i'm like what the fuck like i uh-huh. super pissed off i hate that that happened fantastic documentary i gave it yeah. a fucking 10 out of 10 or something like that yeah you can't just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not it's not good yeah exactly mm-hmm. and that's how i feel about guardians mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. If it, it pulled on your heartstrings it was supposed to exactly yeah yeah so that's how i feel about that shit um <laughs> but uh yeah sitting at the bottom still winnie the pooh we uh dropped below the threshold of one which is the minimum we usually give gave that shit a zero fuck winnie the pooh will never be a one <laughs> <laughs> uh but ty let's hop into some of these franchises that should have stopped Maybe we will each take three and then, you know, we have some uh, honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I'll kick it off here. Uh, a franchise that literally we were just talking about uh, and one of my favorites, which makes this all the harder to say. 
it is the Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. This is a franchise that should have stopped arguably after the first one, even though I liked one, two, three very, very much. Um, but there's too many. Jigsaw mm-hmm. was all too much. And now they're making we just had Fast X. We're gonna we're about to have Saw X. So like crazy. It, it needs to stop. He's fucking dead. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want a spinoff. I don't want a copycat. Like, just let it be. And this is a big problem with, you know, at first when I was making my list, it was like 90% horror movies because I think uh-huh. that can be said for all of them. Yeah. Um, But they're generally pretty low budget and make their money back that yeah. they don't care. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. And Saw is like the best case for that. So I looked into it. So the first saw was the budget was allegedly one to one point two million, and it grossed over a hundred million. Holy that is shit. that is crazy. And then so another note: none of the saw movies or Spiral have over fifty percent critic approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. The first one was the highest at fifty, and saw the final chapter had a whopping nine percent. All the others have been between <laughs> the teens and thirty. So it's not even like they're critically good movies. They just make money from kids, people, whatever that do love like the horror and then go yeah. to see them. They just make money. And, and that's I'm a sure. lot of things like that's really this whole list is just movies that make money. So they're exactly. like undeniably that they, they're going to make sequels for. Yep. But yeah, saw was like the exhibit a for that because I saw that and I shat my pants. Yeah, I remember <laughs> hearing about it. You know, it came out what? 2004, 2005, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember like hearing about it in like school, like someone saw it in elementary school and I'm like, oh, God, that sounds really scary. I got to see that. And I was finally allowed to watch it with my dad yeah. and it fucked me up. <laughs> but also, you know, I have like a soft spot for it because I it would come out around my birthday. Uh-huh. So I'd see it every year. So while I was just thinking about this, this also this made me think of one that's not on the list. Paranormal activity. Yes. That should have been what, the most six? one and done movie. Exactly. It should have been the most one and done movie of all time. That first yeah. one was fucking crazy for its time. And this just blew Saw out of the water. So apparently its budget, I knew it was I knew this was gonna be nuts. Oh, so production budget was fifteen grand and post production was two hundred and fifteen grand. Its total box office global, hundred and ninety four million. Yeah. That unbelievable. They were the king of uh their trailer for the movie wasn't actually a trailer for the movie it was people in the theater freaking the fuck out exactly so everybody saw this going in they're like is it real (laughs) (laughs) is it actual paranormal activity on camera and now they're just like the seventh one is coming out or whatever it just Uh, they just completely ruined it the legacy of the first one and there's no way, I mean, it still has to be pretty low budget, but there's no way it's like as low as it was. No, no chance. So let's see here. What was the latest one? Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. What the fuck is that? That was 2015. Was there a newer one? No, I don't, there's it doesn't one look co- like it. Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin. That was, was that, is that out? That's, this says 2021. Paranormal next Activity, of- Next of Kin. There's another one. Paranormal Activity, The Mark of the Coven was 2022. It's only an hour. What? Happening. That's <laughs> just so random now. This had, let's take a look. This, uh, you don't, that, no way. 
the <laughs> the box office on IMDb, this has to just not be updated, but it has an estimated budget of five whole Canadian dollars. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I can't remember so the last mad. paranormal activity I actually saw, but I just remember in one of them, you this is just gonna date those movies so much. You see a ghost through an Xbox One, like whatever the hell that camera was called on those. Oh, the connect. The connect, yeah. You can see <laughs> yeah. the ghost and the connect dots on the screen, and you're like, oh, spooky. I, Why are I there like there's, a I cannot believe there's so many of these now. That is crazy. One this is the perfect example of just one and done would have been crazy. Use that money somewhere else production company that made the first paranormal activity. Let's see who it was. I want to say Blumhouse. Yeah. Blumhouse. Blumhouse and Paramount pictures. Warren Pele P E L I was the writer director. When did he get out? Oh, he never, well, he's still producing them. Okay. When did he stop writing them? I would have to say after like two or three. Uh, no, he wrote Next of Kin. Oh, wait, no, no. Okay. No, they're based on the film, so they still give him writing credits. Um, uh, no, he's he only wrote the first one. That's fucking awful. <laughs> I just can't believe it's up to that many. There's, there's too many. There's way too many. Oh, uh, so that Next of Kin came out to Paramount Plus originally for theatrical release, but it was delayed due to COVID. Theatrical release of Paramount Plus. I feel like these are the most chat GPT written oh, movies of all time. I figured it out. So this fucker, Dallas Pomfrey, he's just making shit, and they're he he can just call it. Paranormal activity, random ass name. Yeah. And his whole profile says he's a no budget filmmaker. Wow. He's like, I don't need money or education to make a movie, just a burning passion for filmmaking. Dude, fuck you. Kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate him. I never met the dude and I hate him. Yeah. That's hard to do. <laughs> that is hard to do. I think that uh, one, these, that, that's got to take the cake for movies yeah. that should be one and done. I probably should have put that instead of Saw because I actually enjoy the Saw movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I'm so glad we started talking about it. I, I kind of yeah. clicked. I was like, oh, Paranormal Activity. I think a few of the ones, well, most of the ones I picked are kind of uh, close to home. Uh -huh, and that's why sure. I picked them because it's like I recognize that, hey, <laughs> these shouldn't be made, but I'm going to watch them. So while we're talking about ones that are like, financially successful i mean they pretty much all are on this list yeah. one that should another one that should be one and done the hangover yep uh the second one was just bad they for some reason went to like bangkok or whatever yeah. what the hell why um <laughs> this was the first one i thought of whenever we thought about this concept for the show um the first one was like one of the best comedies probably of our like generation yeah. so far yeah. it had the perfect ending and it was just the two the second one was just bad and if it it would have just been looked back on so much more fondly if it was just a one and done. I think the second and third kind of take away from the legacy, though. But money talks of these ones again, because first one had a budget of thirty five million and it grows four hundred and sixty nine million. And that's bananas. Part two 
80 million and it grows 580 million in part three it cost 100 million and it only made 300 million so that's like i mean it's still a three time your money but compared to the other two it's nothing it's still triple its budget but the success of the first one paid for both sequels combined which is nuts it's it's over a billion dollar franchise that's that's crazy yeah. too they so uh, can't, you can't I blame them this, but yeah absolutely i i had this on my list as well um glad you also thought the same but uh, you know not even just money dropping the first film had a rating of 7.7 second a 6.5 the third a 5.8 and to tell you the truth i don't remember the second or third one at all yeah i just know that they go to bangkok in the second yeah. one and the third one they're back in vegas i think where it all began i don't remember the third one whatsoever but i know that it was better than second one Someone is kidnapped by an angry gangster. The wolf pack must track down Mr. Chow. Uh, who escaped from prison and is on the run. That just sounded like... Yeah, that's, that's not good. A big wet one. Ken Jong's in a bunch of shit, too, now that I think about it. That's true, yeah. And now he's just a mass singer guy. That's so, that's so <laughs> bad. The first one, it's so goddamn hilarious when he pops out of that trunk. Yeah. With the crowbar, he just lights everybody up naked. You try fuck on me? (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. I think my dad used to say that all the time. It's classic as fuck. Oh, dude, 100%. I think we were in like, what, ninth or 10th grade whenever the first one came out. We weren't even, I don't even think we could legally see it. We had to be snuck in. Made me want to go to Vegas. Yeah. This is exactly what I thought of when I finally went. I'm like, oh, shit. Going to be like the hangover. I'm going to wake up on the roof. It's not. It's not like the hangover when you go. Yeah. You didn't wake up with a Mike Tyson tattoo on your face. Yeah, that's that's disappointing. I wish I did. (laughs) But there's always next time. Uh, I will go into my next one. yet, Yet again, another one that hits close to home. The Matrix is my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And I completely understand. Uh, I think this is probably pretty a pretty popular opinion. Um, I don't hate it as much as most other people. Mm-hmm. But The Matrix is a film that could have stopped after the first one. It came to a close. It worked out well. And then they make two and three. And I didn't mind them. I was also super young when they came out right mm-hmm. and so i'm just excited to go see a rated r movie with some violence and you know maybe i see a nipple <laughs> <laughs> but i completely notice now you know if i go and rewatch them the story the quality it, it does kind of take a turn absolutely um comparing it to the the first the first is an absolute masterpiece uh completely affected the entire entertainment world you know everyone does the whole uh lean back trying to dodge a bullet thing in in some films it's referenced all the time oh he's the one there's memes for taking the red pill or the blue pill Mm -hmm. uh you know it's a it was a, a classic and still is got keanu out of the mold of just being a dumb surfer guy yeah (laughs) and you know without the matrix if they went with will smith like they wanted to thank fuck they didn't Thank God. Keanu would not be John Wick, I don't think. I don't think so either. Uh, uh, I was never a huge 
uh, Matrix. I, I do like the first one. I think it's pretty sweet. The newest yeah. one, I think I I don't I it's might bad. have made it like twenty minutes into it, and I just didn't even finish it. It's fucking terrible. That was I, the most like fan servicey bullshit. I watched it out of respect, right? Um, but yeah, that's your shit. When, you gotta watch it. But when they announce it, I'm like, fucking, she's fucking dead. What are we doing? What? Stop it. And it was just a mess the entire time. So completely understand and agree, especially the Matrix Four. I don't even count that one. I just mm-hmm. only considered the trilogy. But again, at the same time, if they would have made it one and done, probably would be seen in a even better light. Yeah. And uh, the, I'll just go straight into that. Um, Transformers. There's no chance this would ever be a one and done. But the Transformers from... I think 2007 or eight, the first one was Shia LaBeouf. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that hit right at the perfect time for us. We were, like I said, seventh or eighth grade, but after that, they've only just gone downhill and it's tough for us now because I don't think they're really for us anymore. They're probably more for kids, but ever since that first one, they've just gotten like terribly worse. Uh, that's pretty much the standard for all these movies on this list. Like the, the first one's good. And everything else is downhill from there. Apparently Bumblebee, was a solid movie as far as Transformers go, but I didn't end up watching that one. But from what I do know, it kind of toned it down a little bit and only had like focused on that one Transformer and not all of them trying to bullshit save the world. And now, now we have ones that are just animals coming out. It, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think this new one's going to be really bad, but I think I'm going to go, I'll go see it for the pod. I'll do it. Yeah. Make that the, you, uh, sacrifice. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I might have seen the second one, but after the first one, I haven't seen. I might have actually seen the one with Mal, Mark Wahlberg randomly, too. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know why or how, but I do think I saw that one. At one point, it's the most forgettable thing of all time. It's crazy that they paid Mark Wahlberg to be in them, but yeah. I just remember that TJ Miller, you know who TJ Miller is? Uh huh. Yeah. He's he, absolutely uh, vaporized in that movie. Didn't he, uh, was it a bomb threat on a train or something like that? Something like that. But now yeah. he's just doing stand up again. I guess. I guess he's chilling. Coming back. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I also had Transformers on my list. I. I mm-hmm. think one and two. I. I. I enjoyed them. Oh, like it. you said, we were we were younger. You, you introduce us to Megan Fox. You know. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and so. Thank you. Um. Everything after that. Yeah. I'm like. I was done over it. Uh, you know, like you said, maybe we aren't the target art audience anymore, but mm-hmm. at the same time, they're not good films. Yeah. Just just no. I mean, the CGI is solid, I guess you can say that. Yeah, they sure. are just they are just Michael Bay as hell, though. Yeah. Explosions, uh, bad story, but a ton of action, cool cars. It's basically a big advertisement for for Chevrolet. Exactly. Yeah. And dubstep, because every time they transform, it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta put that into a, a song. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also yeah had Transformers on my list. Uh, my third one here to make the top of my list is uh, Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. So the initial Resident Evil movie I thought was badass. You know, uh, Resident Evil was slightly before my time in terms of the game. Yeah, um, I didn't play it a ton i don't think i played a resident evil game until resident evil 4 for the gamecube which mm-hmm. just got re- remade uh but the resident evil movie i remember just being like 
freaked out by it. You know, there's like zombies, but they're not really zombies. They're a little more mutated than that. And they are fighting the uh, the computer system to try to kill all the zombies because of the virus outbreak. And she straight up puts these the most memorable scene in that movie is when they're in a hallway and they're trying to walk down it. They lock the doors behind them and this fucking laser just comes out and the guy's dodging it, dodging it, dodging it, not getting hit by the laser. And then it turns into like a fucking checkerboard and just slices through him and he just falls into little chunks. Oh yeah, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen any of these actually, but oh, I was yeah. it's crazy that there's been eight of them. Yes. And eight. this is one where one and done would have made sense, but also they ended the first one and it teases mm-hmm. the second one immediately. So I think if you watch one and two, you're good. Those are, uh, those dude, are pretty good. I will say I wish they would make a sick movie out of like the new Resident Evil 7 and 8 games because they're, yeah. they're so con. They're so much I, fun. I feel like that's coming. I just hope it's not like Netflix. Yeah. Well, apparently that's what another thing. Apparently the newest one that came out on Netflix was completely fucking panned it by audiences horrible. but it has the best critic approval rating of out of all the entire franchise at 56 percent. they just act like a fucking idiot the whole time the writing i i tried watching it <laughs> yeah i i never watched it i don't know i i haven't ever seen any of these i love all the games though so like i do want to yeah. watch them at some point but yeah um, I, I think now it's going to be tough for them to pull these off too because of how well the last of us is yeah. doing it it's going to be tough for all the zombie people to be up to that level. And um, this gave us, you know, a real badass woman star in Mila Jovovich. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jovovich. I, I wanted to say like Jan Blahovich, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a, it's similar uh, origins of the name. But uh, she's just hard as fuck in that movie. Not at first because she loses. She lost her memory. Um, but then she's like, oh, yeah, I'm a fucking badass and can just like beat the hell out of all these little zombies. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that is my third one that made my list here. I think I did three. I can't remember or not, but I'm just going to say Fast and Furious. There's no reason <laughs> for there to be 10 of them. No, we should just left off with the first one where they're stealing DVD players off of tra- tractor trailers. It would be on TNT every Thursday. <laughs> And it would have been a solid, you know, action car movie. But now there's 10 of them and they're saving the world and going to outer space. Yeah. It's got the rock in it. It's crazy. Yeah. Once you bring in the rock, you know, OK, you, you kind of have already peaked and it's going down. And now that I think it's like it came out in like an interview with uh, Vin Diesel. He like let it slip that Fast X might actually be a trilogy of movies. So it's like they just won't end it now. They just keep going. <laughs> It's just like, Jesus Christ. But I mean, that being said, I don't hate them by any means. I watch them sure. all. Like, I'm solid. I'm entertained. So I'm excited to see Fast X, baby. That's yeah. a good segue to Fast X. <laughs> uh, and then I'm just going to say two others that uh, I won't go into full detail, but Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Way too many first of those. Awesome. First one. First one was great. Was the second uh, one with Davy Jones? Yeah, that was kind of like cool that too. I like that part one. Part of the ship, part of the crew. That one was always on like the big screen TVs in Best Buy trying to convince right. you to buy a fucking like Samsung, whatever the hell TV. This is a Blu-ray. It's in 3D too. You can see his tentacle beard. Look at him. <laughs> um, and then finally, another one that's close to home, Grown Ups. Uh, people hate the first one. 
you're wrong. First one's great. It is. I, fun. Yeah, it's a solid. I enjoy it. Sailor movie. It's just a feel good film. But then they made the second one. I saw it in theaters. I almost walked out. I'm like, this is just bad. <laughs> we brought in Shaq. What? Why? <laughs> he's in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. He's in. They're they're good friends. That's yeah. like the most wholesome friendship ever. Two two of the greatest yeah. people. Shaq Diesel hit him up. Shaq Diesel, baby. Were we uh, talking about that before the episode started? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a. Uh, well, he when Gronk retired, he had like that big party, and I think Shaq performed there. Yeah, Shaq is also a a, a Diesel DJ. Everybody, in case you didn't know. Yeah, not Shane Diesel. Don't don't Google him. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think that's where it ends here, Tom. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> we'll leave you with that. Um, but yeah, go see a movie this week. You know, it it can be Fast X, it cannot. Maybe check out Sisu. It's streaming. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good I'm one. Yeah, it's worth watching. Check it out, everybody. I'm gonna go see Fast X. We'll talk about it next week, and we'll see you next time. And I think we got some better movies coming out next week. Woo!